Wade Miley, Milwaukee Brewer superstar in the rotation, joining us. Wade, how are you? We appreciate the time. And so we're going over all the call-ups. Every time a dude gets called up now, right, they do a whole skit. It's all, like, orchestrated social media team behind the scenes, like Ashton Kutcher's pump team. But we were like, what about if, if Kratz, each time he got sent down, <laughs> took a selfie with his manager with a sad face? How you doing, dude? Good. How are y'all? I caught the tail end of that. I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> Wade, you're better off not knowing. You know, because like Kratz, you have played for almost every team in the big league. So luckily yours are in the big leagues, Kratz are in the minor leagues. So just imagine Kratz having played for every team in the history of the minor leagues and keep getting sent down and having to show his face when he got told the news. That's basically what they were talking about. Yeah. Let's start just sending text messages. <laughs> yeah, instead of just in text messages. What do you yeah. got later? Do, do you like that stuff? Like, how we doing, man? Good, good. Do you like that stuff? Like, do you check out like a video of a dude getting called up and, and get all emotional? Or do you feel like we're taking a little too far now where they're like setting up this whole like kind of prank thing where it's like, hey, bring them in, sit them down. It's out of control. It's out of control. <laughs> it's completely out of control. I mean, I don't even I don't even know where to start. It's 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 uh, we got the freshmen here in Milwaukee this year. There's like five of them. I don't I don't, I don't even. I think there's one left here now, but they did a whole, the whole spring training was just cameras everywhere following those guys around. What was your call up like? What do you remember? Uh, Brett Butler called me in the office and just, it was pretty, I, I pitched that night and the next day I think somebody got hurt. Jason Marquis took a line drop off the leg. So I got called up by default and um, he just called me in there and told me I was going to fill in for Marquis. Pretty low key and just uh, nothing crazy. So they didn't interview at all for the freshman class thing that they, uh, they didn't <laughs> no no hidden cam no hidden cameras none of that nothing crazy just uh just take off and fly out tomorrow just fly just fly out and you know what congratulations you made the big leagues like they didn't have to make a huge a huge to do about it that's right that's right that's right wait speaking uh, of there, flying, there's enough pre there's enough pressure without all that you know what I mean like yes my God. Wait, can I get the play-by-play -play from you? Because you, you brought up flying. I was going to wait. But our fan base, like, is very active. And Rowdy was just on the other day trying to talk shit as usual. And he was like, he's like, every team's got that one guy on the plane who's either like, I hate the plane or he keeps to himself. So AJ in our chat, a different AJ, said, are you going to ask Miley about flying? Rowdy said it, he was scared of flying. I don't think he said scared. I think he just said, like, you do your own thing. You're just like, all right, let's get through this. So what do you do on flights? I uh, I sit as, I, I sit tight and I use the armrest to like drive the plane. Like it's not it's not good. I've gotten better <laughs> over the years, but uh, anxiety goes through the roof. I check the weather. I check with the pilots. Um, I got a whole routine I do before I even get on board to, to make sure that it's gonna to get us there safely or hopefully get us there safely. I've <laughs> seen I've I've seen this I've seen this entire routine. He's got this like expensive weather app and a flying app that he checks. But then if we're sitting on the plane, if we're sitting, you know, you sit on the plane, AJ, you know, like they're loading stuff in and like you got to get all your bats on the plane and you might have to sit there for a little longer. Wade's anxiety goes through the roof. He's like, he's sitting there like, well, now I got to re, now I got to re up the app, man. Oh man. He's looking in the aisles. He's looking down the aisle. It's, it's tremendous. Hey. Only, only up by this, only up by this. What do you do when you get to the hotel and you check your room? I make sure it's on a pretty low level. I'm not a huge elevator guy either. <laughs> I refuse to get on there with more than three people. We got to we got to New York. We got we got to New York, and he goes, "Hey, does anybody want to take thirty? I'll take I'll take floor five and below." He didn't want to be he didn't want to be high up in the in the hotel. That's my workout too. I use the stairs. Take the stairs. That's my that's my lower body. Uh, knock that out right right when we get into a city, so I don't have to do it when I get to the ballpark. Um, yeah, a little bizarre, but you know it's worked out. So, have you ever had a situation where, for example, and it doesn't even have to be during the season, right? Maybe you're on vacation with the fam. They're like, "Sir, we got you the uh, upgrade to the presidential suite on the 35th floor. That is the top floor." And you're like, "Nah, do you have anything like on floor two? <laughs> No, I stay at a lot of Holiday Inns. They don't, they don't got presidential suites there, so <laughs> best available. Wait, is that a Heights 
fear of heights thing or is that a fear of elevators thing? I think it's the lack of control. I'm a kind of control freak. So it's like you sitting back on an airplane. I don't know this guy driving this thing. You know, I try to have a conversation with him when I get on. Some of them are cool. Some of them are just kind of like, don't talk to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't like riding a vehicle with certain people. I mean, it's like I, I count them on one hand who I'm comfortably in a vehicle with riding as a passenger. It's and bad. You, it's terrible. Do you call your own game then? If you're What's a control that? freak, do you control your own game? You call your own game. No, like not you really. Glo- you put it on your glove and go beep, beep, beep because you don't want the no, pitcher no, to be No, no, I've controlled. tried it. I've tried to wear it just for a couple of situ- Now with, with the whole pitch clock, just maybe three or four times during the game, you, you're convicted on a certain pitch and I want to throw it. I would have it there, but um, no, I'd much rather. I feel like the catcher has uh, a better view of the stuff I got that day and and stuff like that. So I put a lot of trust in, in the catcher and go from there. I appreciate that. That's why you're on the show. You put a lot of trust in me that you're coming on the show here. So <laughs> and you put a lot of trust in Shauger that you're in his office. Shauger's office is. We yes, gotta, he gave like, me his office. He, he allowed gotta, me to use it. Tell everyone because no one knows who that is. No offense, Shauger. Jason Shauger. Actually, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, y'all had Brandon Woodruff on there, and he uh, he kind of threw him under the bus a little bit about a, a, some kind of bat, a special bat, and hit a homer or something with a bat. And, and I just kind of wanted to clear that up. I don't think it's really Shauger's fault. He, I know they're, they're having a little uh, – their, rela- their relationship hasn't been the same since since that um, that interview. Yeah, that went viral. That's the Brandon Woodruff – Kershaw. Home run bat off Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw. the the word from from Woodruff was Shogger sent it back down to the minors, right? Shogger, he yeah, supposedly he lost it, but I don't blame I don't blame Shogger, but I would love Shogger to say his side of it and come on the show. So after you leave, he just, your way, he just opened his door, but he he, he peaced out real fast. I should have got him in here to clear it up. He will. He he'll he'll cut. He needs his own. He needs his own. He is a legend in the equipment in the equipment. Decor, especially after all the stuff you guys did for Father's Day and everything, that's that is Shogger's like. Shogger loves, loves like paint helmets. Day. He paints so much. He's like he wants everything's got to be perfect. It's it's bizarre. I tried to go out the other day. I think Friday we wear them light blue uniforms, and before I, I don't really like wearing them, so I, I had my my navy on him. I passed by his door. He like freaked out. Hey man, you you got the wrong stuff on. Yeah, he will definitely change. He is definitely the. Uh, equipment police when when yeah. he's creating some but that's why that's why the brewers have the best the best color matches and everything speaking of color match freddie p was just on yesterday and he was telling me about the uh the outfits that you bought for the starting pitchers and then so tell us about the outfit and if you can tell us what what rowdy looks like in the same outfit we can't get rowdy in the outfit rowdy they don't go that big we don't have a size for rowdy to get in that uh in that club it's a, it's a starting pitcher thing i'm not comfortable in them but we all do it because you know we all want to look like freddie freddie's a specimen and um but yeah i think i think rowdy had some short pants on he's got to go with the nine inches though the seven inches are a little too short for him is it short <laughs> short like are we wearing sliders underneath here or are we talking like they got they got built-in sliders they got built-in sliders nobody wants to see nobody's junk hanging out so uh built-in sliders in the shorts most guys are wearing them big woo and uh and Burnsy, uh, they're a little tight on those guys. They're a little thicker in, around the hips, but they look good in them. Who's not wearing them? The, 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 all the starters are wearing them for, most, for the most part. Okay. Yeah. When you, wait, when you guys are working out, are you thinking about when you played for the Diamondbacks and they took away all the good food you could eat, like ice cream and snacks and candy? <laughs> I, got myself uh, ran smooth. I got myself ran smooth out of Arizona because of, of gluten. <laughs> No, because I told the story the other day that when I was with the White Sox, this is when it all started, and we'd go into cities, and they'd be like, oh, we had to take all the ice cream out and all the good food out, meaning the ice cream, the snacks, the chips, because, like, the Yankees were just in town. They don't, they're not allowed to eat that shit. And Ozzie right. Gian would say, no, I want the ice cream. I want the chips. I want the alcohol back in. And so they'd, have, they'd be so happy, all the clubbies, because they're like, yes, the White Sox are coming. They're going to eat all right. the shit no one else wants to eat. So that's you. I'm on your. I'm on Team Wade here. I'm a grown man. I just I feel like we're up. grown ass men. If I yes. want to go eat a candy bar, I, if you don't want to go eat it, don't go eat it. That's that's the decision you make. But to take it from me where I can't eat it, that's where I ran into the issue. Um, of, I mean, I, I'm at the time I was probably 24, 25 years old. Like if I want a candy bar, but I don't, I'm gonna give me a candy bar. And and they tried to like kind of take that away. I had them in my locker. You know, I had some stuff stored. Spent some time 
wasn't Sam's Club. You know, I had to buy it in bulk, but I, I definitely had it. So, so you had to kind of sneak it in? Was it like summer camp? It was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. It was, it was paying dues and having to buy my own Snickers. It drove me nuts. <laughs> what is what is your go-to candy bar? What was your go-to candy bar then? Is it the same now? You guys aren't going to believe this. About six weeks ago, I kind of changed my changed my ways a little bit. I'm a little on the on the healthier side, trying to take care of myself. I kind of want to play a little bit longer, so I'm trying to I'm trying to do better. So I haven't really had a candy bar in a while, but if I could have one, it'd probably be Butterfinger, Butterfinger Ooh. Reese's Cup somewhere along there. Butterfinger Reese's... gets stuck in your teeth though. Like, That's get right. I grind it, it up. I grind teeth. it up good. Oh man! All right, Reese's Love. Cups, I'm down with, but Butterfingers get stuck in your teeth, and you're like, yeah, like three I'm, days, you're like, man, no, no, I don't know, it's a piece of That's part of it. That's good. You can yeah. eat on it for three days. You know, <laughs> just lick, lick, lick your back molar, and you still got the flavor there. Wait, wait, wait! What did you call the other one? The the other one? What did you call the cups? The Reese's cup. The Reese's. They're not Reese's. Reese's. Whatever. You knew exactly what I was talking about. I know, and I just wanted to hear you say it again. But I am so, like, I don't know if I'm embarrassed, sad, or happy for you that you are eating healthy. Like, six weeks? Six weeks? I thought that shirt was looking baggy on you. Like, what next? A little you're gonna, bit. You're going to trim your beard up? A little bit. I'm trying to get a little younger. I, there was gray all in here. I tried to cut it all out. I mean, it, I guess a little bit of a midlife crisis. All of a sudden, you're all of a sudden you want to pitch longer. Back in eighteen, you were like, "Man, I don't know, man. Like this might be it. <laughs> this might." Now all of a sudden, you're like, oh, "I'm looking for a long term extension from the Brewers." <laughs> Jimmy Christmas, come on, dude. Last year was last year was tough on me. Last year, every time I pitch one week and I'd be on the shelf for two weeks. Pitch one week, be on the shelf, and and I was kind of over it. And then I don't know. I feel healthy again, and it's it's fun, you know. Kind of re-sparked it a little bit. Are you buying cows online a lot again? No, we feel, I'm kind of past. I mean, I still, we still got a lot of cattle, but I don't, I don't, I don't do the online buying anymore. I do a little more selling now, so finally starting to see some some profits from that. Oh, so you're, oh, you had too many. You have a surplus, and now the demand is out there. Yeah, we got, we got, a, yeah, we got a good many of them now. Yeah, yeah, just looking to sell them now. How do you get into that? Because some of your your name has come up on that front too. Some of your teammates will, will be like, "Hey, what are some of the what are some of the guys doing in the clubhouse when they're chilling?" And I think it was Peralta who brought it up. He was like, "Oh, Wade, he just chills and buys cows." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I've just been around him my whole life. Me and my brother, we just grew up around cattle, and in '08 we kind of started a beef business. And those first five, six, seven years was kind of tough. So yeah, I spent a lot of time on the internet trying to find cheap cows and cheap this and finding deals and you don't get to pick when the auctions are so you just kind of whatever time be three or four o'clock five o'clock right before a game and i'll be in there trying to make some good deals and some guys having to witness it some dudes some dudes play video games pre-game you were buying cattle that's cool there's Help nothing, yeah. There's nothing yeah. yeah everybody gets everybody gets their get their rush before the game yeah, why did you sign it. back with the brewers say that again why'd you sign back with the brewers Man, I loved it here, to be honest. That, that year in 18, we had so much fun. You were a part of it. It was it was a blast. And really, the last five years, each offseason, I was like, man, I'd love to go back to Milwaukee. I knew they had something special brewing over here. And and just finally got the opportunity and um, and, and just jumped on it. You know, I was super excited. Love love counts. The coaching staff, Murph, uh, was a big part of it. Um, obviously, me and Woodrow have been close buddies for, you know, since we played together. Stay in contact with him. I was really hoping to just come in here and watch him and Woodruff and Burns lead us to the promised land. So we still got time for that. Now you got to pitch. You got to pitch good too. With, with yeah, you just kind of got to slip. I'd like to pitch in between them because I, I know that year in '19 when I was with Houston, they had me in between Verlander and Cole, and it's like people just forget about you. Just slip in there real quick and get out. They're more about, more worried about Garrett Cole the next night or Verlander the night before. So hey, I need to guys healthy. Wait, you're a fastball cutter guy now, right? Four seam cutter guy now? Yeah, I'll throw a few four seam, a few more four seams, more or less cutter changeup. Cutter changeup combo now. Cutter huh? changeup. A lot of cutters, a lot of changeups. Yeah. You've always th- have you always thrown this you've obviously thrown cutter your whole life? No, career? I started throwing it in late in seventeen. I had I was rocking about a seventy RE in Baltimore. The ALE same for me. And I was trying to <laughs> wiggle my way out. Just trying to get through outings, I was struggling bad, and I, we were in Tampa, and I just given up a grand slam. And I remember going to Caleb Joseph, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna throw this slider as hard as I can. I gotta have something going in on righties. 
and that's kind of where it just took off. You so you, you invented it on the mound. In in middle of a game, middle of a that game. I, I mean, I played with it a couple times before, but it just it was it was terrible. And I just started throwing it hard in that off season of seventeen. Um, spent some time talking to some guys that drew cutters and just tried to figure out how to command it and move it to both sides of the plate. And then Kratzy started calling it. I think we were in Cincinnati one day and we didn't have it. Our bullpen was pretty tired and I, I, council's going to run me out there for a while. And Kratzy called about ninety seven cutters and we went after him. And from that moment on. I think I think you went I think you went eight that day and it was you wanted to go back out for the ninth and I think we had like two guys left in the pen and you were like count just give it to me counts was like you have 115 pitches there's no way we're sending you back out and you were like yeah all right I just remember <laughs> it being a, a day game in Cincinnati and it was hot we, it was a hot one too you were sweat and you don't sweat because you don't ever drink any water so <laughs> Right. You don't sweat, and you're like, <laughs> afterwards you go, man. You were sitting on the bench. You're sitting on the bench, and on the visiting bench, the sun like beams in, and you're sitting back. You were like sipping on the bottle of water, and you go, "Hey, man, I think I'm gonna go inside." And you just went inside. <laughs> you were so hot, it was. I was fixing. I was fixing to die. I was fixing to pass out. Yes, you were, and so you're gonna pass out inside on the couch. That's what I kind of wanted to get to. Like you, you have this like, oh, I like unhealthy food, you know, oh, I buy cattle, all this stuff. What people don't understand about you and what I learned about you when we played together and, you know, we almost made the World Series together, you compete your absolute face off. Where did that come from? I don't know, man. I just, I, I just love it. I love that moment of being out there. That's why I'm still playing that, that one day we get to go out and pitch and compete. I just... I don't know. It just becomes a battle, I guess, an internal battle, and then I just try to get after. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that gets your that gets you like that? Fishing. I love fishing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a few things. Anything competitive. Anytime I'm competing with any, it could be any any sport. Throwing darts, playing pool, whatever. I just I just I like to win. I, that kind of got instilled into me at a young age. Um, one of my summer ball coaches, he's a savage, and, and that's just kind of how he treated us, and that's just kind of what happened. Hey, Wade, how's your family on start days? Like, do they not give a shit anymore because you've been in the league for a while? So it's like, oh, uh, just you can mess with dad, jump on his back, do whatever you want. Like, or... don't, don't jump on that back. That thing is <laughs> that thing is hummus, soft. <laughs> you got to keep dad together. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I, I'm I'm pretty laid back, so I, I don't really think too much about the whole game side until I'm like an hour before. So I try to have a normal day as possible, no crazy, like don't talk to nobody. I'm having a good time, shooting some hoops. When we get in the clubhouse, me and Jeb, my little boy, we'll, we'll wake up and play in the morning time, and just try to be as normal as possible, and then just try to kick it on when it gets time. I like it. I like it. Uh, question for you. I want to take you back a few years ago because I remember, um, I think it was 2019. There was a point where like an old teammate told you you were tipping or something like that. Do you remember that? Um, yeah. So what's the culture like? I mean, these guys have talked about it. If, if somebody picks up a tip, like if you see it from another dude that you played with, like, do you tell him or do, if he's a division rival, like maybe you'll hit him, you know, October 1st, if their <laughs> team doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Cause I mean, I've been on a, what eight or nine different teams now and I've got some close friends in this game. So there's, it's hard to sit back and not say anything, but at the same time, you know, you're competing against these guys. Me and, me and big Woodruff, we had a conversation the other day. There was a, a start and I maybe shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He pitched against us in Cincinnati, I believe, in 20. I think it was the COVID year. And me and, me and you know, we're close. Like, we, we've been close for a long time. And he was doing some toe-tapping thing. Like, three was something and four was something else. And we just – he still pitched well. But we, we ended up, you know, beating him. We scored four or five runs late, late homer. And it took everything in me. And I finally – I couldn't – he had a rough one the next game. And I was like, I, I had to tell him. Like, I didn't want to watch him go down that road guessing of like why stuff's not good or why he's giving up runs. But I mean, you, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough spot to be in for sure. Yeah. Because that's because you're a great friend and a great teammate. And that's why your value goes more than what you do in the field. Yeah. You're throwing cutters. Yeah. You're throwing 
change-ups up there to get the guys out. But you're a teammate that cares for your guys. And I think I think that's awesome that you that you told him what he was doing. Because Big Woo's gonna he's gonna be your opponent for however long, but he's gonna be your buddy. He's gonna be your friend. For a lifetime, right. And that's the way you gotta look at it, man. And 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 seems a little soft, but at the end of the day, you you, you want everybody to come up and do well. You want everybody to come up and, and, and be as good as they can possibly be and 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 maximize whatever they're trying to maximize in this game. And and I think about that all the time. Obviously we're competing and when I'm out there it's 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 a little bit cutthroat, but when you're sitting back and, and watching, enjoying the game for the game, it's 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 we only get to do it for so long. So you you kind of want to see guys perform at a high level as often as they can, and uh, you you want to beat people at their best. The, the teammate that helped you, or the ex teammate back then, and I know it was kind of like after the season, but still, I mean, going into next season at least, obviously you corrected it pretty quickly. Did you send them like a bottle of wine or something? Like, thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, I know we had we had a good we had a couple good conversations about it. it. It's a peace of mind a little bit. I don't know if y'all remember there was a stretch at 19 where I was probably on pace to have one of the better years of my career, and it just came to a halt. I didn't make it out of the first inning, maybe like four or five starts in a row. Didn't know what was going on. Um, and then after the year, I made a start out in Anaheim, and, and he reached out to me after that, and and kind of told me, "Hey, bro, you need to check this out." And I did, and it. it just gave me a peace of mind going into the offseason that, hey, maybe if I can clean this up, I can get back on track. Who was it? Who told you? <laughs> I don't want to bust him. <laughs> Come is he on, still in the league? Man. Can you tell us when yeah, he retired? He's still, he's still playing. I can't, I can't, I, I can't bust him, but yeah, he, yeah, he's still playing. Wait, you got better friends than I do, than I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I played, so I came up with the Twins and I played with Brad Radke, and then I went to the White Sox and he was tipping. We had every pitch. And I didn't tell him. I waited till his retirement party and his retirement party. I said, hey, by the way, we had every pitch you were throwing. He's like, God damn it. Why didn't you tell me? Because I was, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I was I know. in the division. I wanted to get more hits off you. Uh, no, and he's like, so now it's you hard. tell me? It's so, hard. Yeah, your friends are better friends than I would have been. It's tough. I, I've only done it a couple times to people I'm close with, but it is. It's It's like, damn, I hope he doesn't tell anybody that I told. I, I, it's just a tough situation, but I can't sit there and watch him. You know, get roughed up knowing that, that that this is probably a big root of the reason, and uh, it just didn't feel right without saying it. So I said, it, "It is what it is." AJ, there's no way Brad Radke is still your friend. He definitely hates you. <laughs> totally, no, totally. nah, frenemy, frenemy. He's definitely yeah. like, AJ, what's up, dude? How you doing? And then right after he's with him, he's like, "Fucking crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no, this honestly. Guy. So no, listen, in his speech, his retirement speech, he had this big thing and had this whole invited a bunch of us over in Tampa. And in his speech, he's like, I just want to say thank you, AJ, because I wondered my last couple of years why I was getting hit so hard. And he's like, it was because I'm tipping. And he's like, if you would have told me earlier, son of a bitch, I still would have been playing. He's like, I just <laughs> thought I had lost my stuff. And I was like, well, dude, I had to get hit somehow. Like, I'm facing right. a guy. Uh, okay. If he was in a different division or not one of our rivals, I probably would have told him. I know what's bizarre to me is the fact that, like, there's a lot of guys out there that, that do something. that have some kind of tip. It may not be 100%, 80 90%. Like, we see it very often. And the guys that don't want it blows my mind. Like, I don't know. I've never really been a hitter since I was in high school. But I feel like if I can know what's coming, I'd have a hell of a lot better chance. I mean, is that not accurate? For sure. Everybody wants to. If you don't want to know, they're like, guys are like, oh, I don't want to know. What do you mean? Right, you don't want to know what's throw coming. My swing. I'm going to swing at everything. What, like, what do you mean you're going to swing at everything? Like, as soon as I see it, I'm going to swing. Bullshit. Like, it's the big leagues. Like, you can see a pitch. Like, but I don't know. I, I'm not in those shoes. But yeah, you it blows think, my mind. You think you ever think like somebody that comes to your mind right now that you're like, dang, the way that that guy hits me, he must, he must be. I must be <laughs> tipping something. Who is that? Who is that hitter for you? Scott Van Slyke in, in, in L.A. I think I gave up seven or eight homers. To I threw at him one night in Arizona, and he put his foot in the bucket and hit me and you know, almost hit it off a of TGI Fridays. I'm just like, I'm done. I got nothing for this guy. Scott Van Slyke. Wait, I knew that was a good answer. Wait, I told that story about Burley the other day. Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, right-handed hitter for the Angels, something with a Q. Uh, I don't Wait, know. Where it? it was irrelevant. It was before your guys' time, but. He he owned Burley, right? He he could he, we couldn't get him out. 
Carlos he said, screw it. We're just throwing fastballs away every pitch. Fastball away, fastball away. We finally started getting him out because he's like, he was looking for cutters in, changeups. We're like, nope, every pitch is going to be sinker away, sinker away. Because he was, you know, guessing cutter, changeup. Right. And we got him. He went 0 for 4. And I think Burley was like, oh my gosh, miracles do happen. <laughs> Yeah, I threw, I threw the whole book at, at Vance Like, and he I, I, he's hit every pitch I've, I had. Like, he's hit the changeup, he's hit the curveball, he's hit the fastball, the sinker. He hit everything I had. I mean, it was just like, if this guy's in the lineup, like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm toast. No, I, hey, listen, I, I love the stories about you you discovering pitches and you making things up and as you go, because those are the stories that people don't hear, right? You hear about, like, oh, I went in the bullpen and I worked on my spin rate to, to get my release right. point right here, right? And then, right. boom, oh, no, I'll screw this. I was getting whacked, and I was like, I'm throwing this pitch, right? right. Now, let's go to 2023 here. Brewers, you guys are behind the Reds. Right. You're going to give me the standard, the Reds are a good team, but seriously, the Reds? <laughs> They're doing a little different than, 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 than what you normally would see. I, I would say that even the Pirates and the Reds, you're seeing more of like, I don't know if you call it old school baseball or, or traditional baseball or whatnot. I mean, their manufacturer runs it in a different in a different way. Teams like that are, are a little tougher for like myself at least. Um, they're not just up there air pulling trying to hit homers to left. So I've been watching them over the last couple of weeks, and I mean, they're, they're obviously hot right now, and, and there's it's impossible to stay this hot. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to say about that. They man, the, the Pirates have cooled off a little bit, but yeah, the Reds are playing a good ball right now. Is it sustainable? No. Who knows? The team. I don't think. This, I don't think we've been very good since we left Seattle. We've been kind of up and down. We haven't yeah. really got traction since then. The thing for me is when I watch you guys play, like you guys are built on starting pitching, obviously with you, Burns, right. Woodruff has been out. Freddie, who's kind of been up and down, he's he's been okay. Right, and then right. you're back into your bullpen with, with Williams and some other guys. But, but the question I have is, when you get those guys back, don't you think you guys should be able to put together that run that will separate from the pack, whether it's the Pirates, the Reds, the Cardinals, whoever? Like, I feel like there's a run in you guys that hasn't come yet, right? Like a 9 out of 10 or for eight sure. out of 10. For, like, you know that feeling. You know that feeling when it happens. It ha- like. Like we're grinding. I don't know if you want to say grinding, but we're 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 scuffling here and there. But you know that feeling like it's going to come at some point where you rattle off four or five in a row, and then you get that that every time you walk out, we're going to win this game. And you kind of we've had opportunities to do that throughout the year. Early in the year, we had opportunities to, to walk away from this division, and we just we just kind of shit down our leg a little bit. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get going here shortly and 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 get back into that because I think I think the talent's there. I think the the team's built to to do that. It's just not happening right now. What what is it? What's it going to take? You seen Bull Durham, right? Sacrificing a live chicken. <laughs> maybe cow, I don't know. Maybe, you know, feed the boys with a cow. Or I was hoping it was the Weimer mullet the other day. He had he had Milwaukee yeah. fired up, but we fizzled back off after that. But uh, I mean, you know, it's a long season and a lot of things happen. We just gotta we just gotta find ways to uh, to win these games, man. We're just we put ourselves in kind of bad situations early and we just we're just not clawing back fighting back in them get rowdy to grow his hair out that's what i'm thinking i know i've been talking shit to rowdy about getting some hits right then <laughs> go up there you know you need to go up to rowdy and just say like grab his like whatever his game bat is and just start you know rubbing it right do something rub, to it and be like hey i, I gonna, got hits in me i was gonna ask counts if i can hit for myself my next start and let rowdy stay on the bench and watch okay. and see if i can stir some shit up do it right in front of Rowdy and see what he says. Because he gets on me every time he comes on. That I was in Milwaukee, I was in San Fran, and I went up to Colton Wong and Jace Peterson, and I said, "Hey man, your first baseman sucks. I can still play." And I've been retired for like five years. And Rowdy was sitting right there, so he brings it up every time. That's up. what he needs to hear. I, th- I think that's what fuels him. I really, truly think like you talk a little shit to him or get in his head a little bit about like. I mean, he's obviously. A pretty damn good hitter and he can do some damage but uh you get in his head a little bit and it kind of stirs him up and then you go see it i think somebody says something to him in minnesota did he come on the show in minnesota because he he was like three yes, for four he hit, some, hit some shit rides he had the awful shirt on oh and they you wore see? that goofy like that polo with all the flowers on it or weed on it or whatever it was. yes that one yeah oh he came my on God, yeah he was on the show that day absolutely he wore that show in a public setting 
like where people can see. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's tough. It was tough. It was. It was. And then he was making fun of me, and I was like, "Rowdy, have you seen your shirt?" Right. Like, I don't want Rowdy. to see my shirt. I asked yeah. him what size it was, and he wouldn't tell me either. <laughs> three, three X for sure. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Wade. We appreciate it. We'll see you. Hopefully yeah. See you thank y'all. Enjoyed it. Y'all be good. We got our next guest on FT Live. First time on the show, Aloy Menez joining us right now from the Chicago White Sox. Aloy, how you doing, man? How's life out there? It's good. Eloy, ¿de cuándo firmaste, firmaste con Chicago? Sab, sab, ¿Sabías que hacías frío? Is it, did you know when you signed with Chicago that it was so cold up there? Or were you, would you have signed with somebody else? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I traveled here before uh, when I was younger uh, with the Dominican team. But it, it was nice, like, right now. But... If I like sped that it's gonna be this cold, Jesus, I will think about it. But uh, I like the city. I just like the weather sometimes. But this is good city, and um, I like the people here around here. Sorry, <laughs> Jonesy, go back. We lost oh, yeah. you on yours. Yeah, before I was cut off, or you was cut off because you got spotty Wi-Fi. Yankees, y'all, you like Yankees don't pay for Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what does Pedro Grafol mean to you guys? He was my farm director. Kratz, he's had some time with him. Uh, with the Royals. What what is what is uh, Pedro Grafol meant to the organization? Aside from the wins and losses, what what has he meant for uh, for the for the team and for the organization? You know, uh, he's been. Uh, He's been doing his job, you know. Um, it's good to have someone who speaks Spanish and English uh, because uh, pretty much most of the time you have guys that not speak English. And um, that's really good for us um, that we got uh, staff that speaks Spanish, you know. Uh, so he's been... Uh, Good things to the organization. He he brings so much ideas, and uh, I know this is gonna get better. Uh, at some point, uh, we're working hard every single day, uh, and he's doing his job, so it's good. Por qué necesito persona con uh, español y inglés? What does that What does that mean to you? Does it make you feel well, more comfortable? Somebody that speaks Spanish and English. Uh. For me, I, like, I, I don't have any problem, you know, because I speak English. But with other guys like uh, Luis Robert, he speaks English a little bit, but he feels way more comfortable speaking Spanish. So it's good for him to have uh, that kind of manager or staff that can speak both. Or for other guys like... Uh, Jose Rodriguez, he, he come up uh, two days ago, and he didn't speak like that fluent English, you know? And uh, so for us, it's good. And sometimes I like to speak Spanish because that's my first uh, language. Sometimes me gusta hablar español. Sometimes really? I like to speak Spanish too. Like, okay. but is that... Does that make you a better player? Does that make, like, like think back when, you know, maybe your English, you weren't as confident with your English. Or think, put yourself in those guys' shoes. Does that make Luis Robert, like Pedro Grafal said the other day, he's the best center fielder in the game. Does that make him a better center fielder? Or does that just make him more comfortable as a person, which makes him more, a better center fielder? I, I think more comfortable as a person. But when, when you are more comfortable as a person, that's, uh, made you better player because you have more confidence in everything you do. Hey. Aloy, uh, I want to ask you about your ball club because, like you said, yeah, things are going to get better. You're five and a half games out of first place in the American League Central. Wait, whoa. You're five and a half games out of first place in the AL Central. We're not even halfway through the season. So this is a little bit of a twist on a question that players get often in September. They'll be asked, hey, are you scoreboard watching? Are you looking at the standings? And I know it's very early, but I actually think it's a positive for your team to look at the standings because the record 
is not great, right? You wouldn't be like, oh, this is the record that I want. But five and a half games out of first place is the same as the defending champion Houston Astros in the American League West. They're five and a half games back of the Texas Rangers. So do you guys look at that as a positive where you'll be like, hey, guys, I know it's been shitty at times for us and we're not performing as well as we want to, but we're a seven-game win streak away from being super relevant. Yeah, you know, uh, like you say, we we know we're playing the baseball that we want, but uh, we are there. Uh, we have uh, 10, 10 games lose a streak, and then uh, – we came back and played well, uh, and it's been up and down. But uh, as soon as we uh, start and get get those wins, you know, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be like in first place, or maybe we we're gonna be tying for the white card, you know. But uh, it's, it's still a lot of games. Uh, and we, we've been working really hard. So for us to have, uh, another result that we want, but still fighting for the, for the spot in the playoffs, that's good. Hey, uh, Eloy, move your damn hand out the, out the camera, man. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to ask. Obviously, the biggest thing in, in the White Sox fans want to know is about your health. Um, how are you feeling now, and what are you doing to maintain maintain staying on the field? When you play, you're an absolute beast. When you know, when you don't play, you're like everyone else. You're a spectator. So, what are you doing to main, to, to stay on the field? Again, running into walls, playing the game, sliding the bases, things and things happen. But what are you doing to prevent the random occurrence of a hamstring or an oblique? Well, uh, with all this past year, um, I learned uh, more how, how I need to prepare my body. Uh, and that's what I try to do, you know. Um, every time, every day, um, I work really hard. Uh Sometimes things happen uh, that you can't control. Sure. Uh, and that's what I can say right now because I've been put the effort, I've been working every single day. And uh, uh, like what I say, if it happened, it happened for a reason. So every time that I, that I got hurt, uh, I come back and I try to come back was like learning something, you know, and uh, why is it happening? Why, why I need to do better? And that's what I learned. And I tried to do and improve what I learned in every single day. Do you love to learn? Do you like to learn? Because I heard your, I heard your English before and it wasn't, it wasn't this good. Did you want to learn English? Yeah, like... Like I say, every single day you learn something new. Uh, so uh, that's what I try to do um, because uh, life is about to learn every single time, every single day you learn something new. Well, I want to learn this then. When you were growing up, when we were vive, vive in Santo Domingo, que favorito? Because yo soy, yo soy favorito like equipo in la liga because yo soy aguilucho. Malo mía, malo mía. No, you got to translate. What was your favorite team in the Dominican when you were growing up? Uh, I don't have a special, special, like, oh, this is my favorite. Uh, but when I was a kid, if Licey lost, I root for the Escogido. If Escogido lost, I root for the Licey because they're they from the capital. So, and I'm from the capital. So that's, that's pretty much my two favorite teams uh in in the Dominican when I was a kid but when I come to the uh be a professional player I don't have any any favorite my favorite was the Gigantes and then now 
escogido es mi favorito. Ok, está bien. Papi, quiero saber, ¿cómo aprendiste inglés tan rápido? Porque I remember speaking to you years ago and just getting it, starting social media, you're just getting it. But you speak it really, really well. And like the transition, you know, when you go all over places, Miami's and all, it's like you understand everybody, especially it's kind of like a gift and a curse when you can understand everybody. But, you know, how long did it really take you to understand English and our expressions, but Spanish, especially Latins and baseball, y'all express yourselves just like we do in English, okay? La madre. <laughs> uh, well, uh, in 2014, when I came uh, for the first time to play with the Cubs, uh, I started uh, ask myself if I want a translator or I want to learn English because uh, I don't like to wait on people to translate me or when I can put the effort and uh, and learn, you know? So I started learning from 14 uh, to 16, and then I started speak uh, better English uh, in 2019, 2018, yeah. And every day I learn more, more and more and more. Quién es líder? Líder? Is a líder? ¿Cómo se dice líder? In English, in español, líder. Líder. Líder in in the clubhouse. Quién? We have a lot of leaders over there, so it's Quien? not just one. It's not one player. It's a lot of players, you know. Different guys? Yeah, different Two? guys. Uh, or you relax, you you chilling, you manzo. I, I don't gonna say me because I don't like to say that. I don't like, but um, I don't know what the other guys think. So that's why I don't say that I'm a leader in the clubhouse, but uh, I think I help my teammates sometimes, and that's what leaders do. Has there been a, like, just a big void since, you know, Abreu's gone? I mean, big Latin, I mean, big Cuban guy who's just, you know, it's been, it's been, a, it's been, it's been you guys' leader, really, he's been the leader. If you want to talk about the leader, he's been the leader. And then he's been gone. Has there been a void that uh, since he's been there, like you're missing your brother? Yeah, um, you know, um, he was the big guy here. Uh, he was such a good teammate. Uh, he tried to play every single day, and uh, that's pretty much motivated you to do the same. Uh, So for us, uh, well, especially for me, it was surprising the, that he left. But uh, that is this is business. Uh, besides the baseball, this is business. So uh, it surprised me and not surprised me at the same time. ¿Qué haces en tus, en tus días libres? What do you do on your day off? What do you do on your days off when you're not... But don't have to go to the field. Well, uh, I like to play video games. I like to uh, be chill with my daughters and uh, and family. Okay, juegos. What games? Uh, 2K and uh, Warzone. 2KK? Uh, 2K NBA or? NBA. 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 Didn't you want to play basketball? Some of our fans in the chat asking, like AJ said, Aloy originally wanted to play basketball and ask him about his first at bat as a kid. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, uh, yes. This uh, basketball was and still my favorite sport. Uh, if I had the opportunity to play basketball instead of baseball, well, 
Uh, yes, but uh, in Dominican basketball, it's no, it's not as big as baseball. So um, that's why I'm playing baseball. And um, yeah, my first at bat, uh, it was hit by pitch in my head. And then uh, I say, I quit. I don't want to play this game. I don't like this game. <laughs> and then my dad uh, asked me, hey, why you not, uh, like a month later, a month and a half later, he, he asked me, hey, why you not try it and see what happened again? And I hit a home run and signed that day. I started liking it uh, a little bit more and more and more. And now I'm here. So baseball's <laughs> facile. Baseball's facile for you. Uh... It's not that easy, <laughs> but, I it was easy. but yeah, it's good. <laughs> can you beat, can you beat everybody in the ML? Would you be the best basketball player from, from the league? Well, I, I'm not going to say that because I have a long time that I don't play basketball. My, my dad don't let me since 14 years old play basketball. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say that, but if I but, practice, yeah, I, I can. Who do you think? Who do you think could could maybe maybe beat you in basketball? Do you know of anybody? Like, have you played with any teammates that were good? And you're like, ooh, you're uh, you're kind of good. I I hear I hear Anderson was good, but I never watched him play. Uh, I hear our our number one prospect uh, Montgomery. He he is a good player. So that's the only two that I hear. They they. Really, oh, and uh, Middleton, uh, he played too. Oh, the reliever, the yeah, the yeah, reliever, yeah. yeah. Matt Manning, probably good, 6'6. His dad played in the NBA, um, dude on the Tigers. Who do you, hey, Aloy, who do you want to dunk on? If you could dunk on one <laughs> player in the league, who would you dunk on? I don't know, I don't know. Uh, how about on your team? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I don't have. Anybody in my mind right now, so I don't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like to dunk on Tim Anderson just one time, like just, like, dude, <laughs> you, you can't handle this game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lloyd, with only being five and a half back out, um, and not everybody knows you guys have not played your best baseball yet. And only being five and a half out. Going forward, what can and will make the White Sox a better team? Uh, or who? Because you guys just a trade deadline coming. True. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the thing with us is uh, the health. You know, um, when when we are together, uh, we play. Such a good baseball, uh, but when we got me out, or TA out, or Monkey out, Moncada out, or that's that's made us uh, like I don't say the the guys that we have right now they you know try to do their best, but when you have your whole lineup, it's it's better. And you feel that you can do it, but when when I'm out, or when Monkey out, or when TA out, or when Roberts is out, uh, the liner is starting like go up and down, and uh, and like like I say, I don't want to disrespect my teammates. It's just uh, our help. Yeah, got to keep you guys on the field. All right, let's finish with this because I had fun with um, Matt Olson from the Braves the other day. I was on the show, and I said, what's something that fans say to you that you think's funny or silly or whatever, right? So I'll ask it to you, like, what will make you smile if you have an interaction with a fan or you see something on social media? And what will make you laugh or frown or be like they're a troll? Because Matt Olson was like, I love when fans – will say, hey, um, I have some suggestions for your two-strike approach. I think you should shorten up your swing. And he's like, I'm good, dude, okay? I'm, I'm good. I got it. I, I know what I'm doing. I got big league coaches. I appreciate you. Just just enjoy the party. 
you know what is funny? Uh, <laughs> when they when we play uh, away and they start and say uh, bad words, I really <laughs> I really enjoy when they say it sometimes because they just want to get you attention and uh, I just look bad and they start and screaming at me and say. <laughs> You trash and all that, and uh, I started like go back and forth, and I, I really like that. Um, that is that is uh, what I really uh, find that is funny about the game because they saying that sometimes they mean it, but pretty much pretty much uh, every time they just like uh, forget your attention, so. Um, I think that is fun. Yeah, it's yell curse words. They don't even they don't even know what they're saying. They're just trying to get you to look at them. Yeah, <laughs> these guys yeah. have been there. Like oh, sure. that is that is uh, <laughs> that is funny because uh, when we play in New in New York the other day, that crowd is crazy. They they <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they eat, what they <laughs> they doing, but they have so much energy that whole nine innings cursing and try to get your attention. Like that is crazy. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's I respect that. Like I really respect that that they have energy. If they losing or they winning, they are there to get your attention like that is crazy to me and you have to egg them on too though you like they just sitting in just for all nine innings you got to be like okay say something bad and toronto always be like yeah go leafs <laughs> <laughs> always got to say something to somebody to be like oh yeah well how's, how's that team doing this year or go back and sleep in your mom's basement man. like something <laughs> Something you gotta respond with something. Yeah. Obviously, you know, sit there and cuss at them. You can't cuss back at them, but sitting there's something that can maybe get the fans around them laughing and get them embarrassed. Just try and get them back. Yeah, that that's that's really a good one. Like uh, <laughs> in in New York, uh, it was a guy who was cursing a lot, and uh, <laughs> I just I just tell him, hey, why you not ask your mom if she likes me real? Everybody started laughing and he just like <laughs> and I said, Yes, got him. <laughs> He's like, bro, like they can't believe you spoke back. That's what yeah, happens most of the time. Like, they said, that's, that's what I really like. Like when I spoke back and they like, oh. He really pay attention to us. Like that's good. Yeah, they'll they'll throw like thousands of darts all game. Like please, <laughs> please, please notice me. So oh, yes, you're God. a real human being. That's why we're bringing you on the show too, Aloy. This was awesome, man. It was great to catch up with you. We'll have you on again in a few weeks. Keep doing your thing out there. Keep climbing up through those standings, and we'll talk to you again when you're in first place in like three weeks. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs>